Hello everyone, I'm Todd Stiles, one of the pastors at First Family Church here in Ankeny, and welcome again to the Extra Point Podcast, one of our podcasts in which we look back to the week before our text and try to bring some additional insight, further observations, perhaps even some increased clarity about what we looked at in God's Word. For us here at First Family, last week was week one in our journey through the last three chapters of Ephesians. We have covered the first three in a series called Union with Christ. And now we're looking at the last three in what uh, what we're calling Walking with Christ. And we focused just on verse one last uh, Sunday in which the real point is that Paul is providing an umbrella Uh, admonition, a very overarching exhortation to walk in a worthy manner, or as we learn, to walk with equal weight between our calling and our conduct. And we emphasize that what Paul is calling for here and what God is calling for through Paul is um, consistency, no hypocrisy, uh, the type of life where who we say we are, and actually, to be most textually, who God says we are, matches uh, how we live. If you were there or listened or watched, you recall that I did mention that discrepancy between you know our life and our lips, or what we say and how we live, or our conduct and our calling, a discrepancy there or, or hypocrisy there is a dangerous thing. And I mentioned to you that I would say or share more on the podcast as to why it's dangerous. And so let me today just bring some um, uh, insight into why hypocrisy, we could use the word discrepancy or even inconsistency. And I mean by that a, a continual pattern of that, uh, a long-term embraced type of inconsistency between who we say we are, who God says we are, and how we actually live, when there's just deep discrepancy between those two things, it's very dangerous. And here's why. I think, first and foremost, hypocrisy is dangerous because it distorts um, a true picture of God. You know, the church is a collection of saved sinners, God's people, Christians, who are to represent, we are ambassadors of God. Uh, We're to be a picture of uh, who He is in this world. And and when we live hypocritically, when we we display a discrepancy between who we are and how we live, it distorts really what is actually going on in the Godhead. There is perfect unity in the Trinity. There's no discrepancy between them, uh, the persons of the Godhead. Uh, There isn't Um, you know, a gap between who God says He is and how He acts. And so there is perfect unity in the Godhead, perfect unity between God's actions and God's decrees. And so when we as His children live in an opposite fashion, when we don't display unity between our calling and our conduct, then we distort really a picture of God that the world sees, and they get a wrong image Uh, an inappropriate, incorrect uh, picture of God. God is a God of unity, of consistency, of no discrepancy. It should be our aim to live in such a way um, 
that our life and lips match so that they see that is the kind of God that we follow and that we serve and that we love. Quite frankly, it should break our hearts. It should bring us um, to repentance to think that we would misrepresent God. Uh, And that type of sin should grieve us and weigh on us. And so I just want to say, I think the, the first and foremost reason that hypocrisy is so dangerous is that it distorts um, a true picture of our Heavenly Father. But another reason that hypocrisy is so dangerous is that it pollutes the body of Christ, and more specifically, it pollutes um, the maintaining of unity in the body of Christ. Let's make no mistake, hypocrisy, uh, we could use the word again, discrepancy or inconsistency, it's a contaminant. Uh, it's a contaminating element within the church, and it no doubt pollutes. Uh, it corrupts. It causes people to hide, to cover, to deceive. And so because of what it does to the body of Christ, it's, it's a cancer. It brings disease and sickness. We should uh, run from hypocrisy and instead embrace authenticity and transparency. Two examples come to mind as we think about the corrupting nature of hypocrisy and even the distorting nature of hypocrisy. Both of these are seen uh, in Joshua chapter 7 when Achan took some things from Jericho and hid them in his tent, and God knew that there was sin in the camp and called upon Joshua to get up from his knees in prayer and to uh, root out the sin, and it was Achan. Who, had to, who took some things deceitfully, greedily, and secretly and hid them and pretended to actually be obeying God when he wasn't really obeying God at all. And, of course, that was corrupting to the entire children of Israel. They lost the battle because of Achan's sin. And there was a wrong picture of God being presented um, to the nations. Uh, there was a, a corrupting agent within the children of Israel And so here, Achan then suffered the consequences as well as his whole family for his hypocrisy, his disobedience, for his uh, secret sins, for this inconsistency between what he said he would do and what he said he was doing and what he actually was doing. But I also think of Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira, who pretended to be giving generously to the church when really they were holding it back. They were more concerned for their own greed and I think even for their own image They wanted to appear to be uh, on board this whole sacrificial moment in the first church, and in reality, they weren't. They were actually quite greedy and just after the appearance of generosity. And as you know from Acts 5, the Lord judged both of them right there in the gathering of the church in a very public fashion for, I think, two things, corrupting those moments of great unity and sacrifice and for distorting what is a genuine picture of God uh, that was being seen in that community. And so let's just be very frank with each other. Hypocrisy, inconsistency, discrepancy uh, is a very dangerous thing. It's corrupting, it's distorting, and um, based on those two examples, it is uh, spiritually consequential and physically consequential in those two environments. And I just want to encourage you, Um, As we together battle uh, the temptation of hypocrisy and the lure of inconsistency, 
the trap of uh, discrepancy, you know, to pull us into places and moments where perhaps we're going to pretend to be something that we're actually not. Man, that's a dangerous place to go. And it's much wiser and more spiritually healthy to simply be authentic, transparent, to, as John says, walk in the light as he is in the light. And in doing so, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. That's the type of spiritual um, pace or, um, you know, uh, movement that God is after, an honest, authentic, transparent walk, not one that's rooted in hypocrisy or discrepancy for the sake of image or appearance, but one that's simply uh, in the light, transparent, authentic, honest, real. And if we're that with each other, uh, then the unity in the body is maintained and a correct picture of God is seen, one uh, where He is working with us, forgiving us, cleansing us. There's honesty, there's confession, there's forgiveness. Um, Those things are seen, the body experiences it, and the unity is maintained. And I'd remind you that hypocrisy, discrepancy, they're the enemies of unity. So let us together wage war uh, against hypocrisy and let us together walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we have been called. Let's live with equal weight between our conduct and our calling. I'll see you next week on the Extra Point Podcast.